One of the most exciting off-season topics in college football was who's going to call plays for the Aggies. I think we finally know. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to us thanks to our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new pinch hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. So, folks, as I said, one of the most interesting offseason topics around the whole college football community was who is going to call plays for the Aggies. Of course, Coach Fisher and company bring on Bobby Petrino. Many wondered, is he going to call the plays? Is Coach Fisher going to keep the the play calling duties to himself? And after a press conference today from Coach Petrino, it's really starting to seem like he's going to be the one calling the plays for the Aggies. Let's read a couple of quotes from him regarding this topic and then talk about what we kind of feel about this here. So the first quote from Coach Petrino in reference to who's going to be calling the plays is where he says, we work on game planning and then I go out and then I get to go out in the game and decide what play to call. So, I mean, you hear that. He pretty much said he's going to be calling plays, but then he had some other quotes where he kind of like walked it back a little bit and said some things kind of more on along the lines of like, it's a collective effort. I'm going to be doing it. We're all going to be doing it. One, another interesting thing he said in regards to who's me calling plays is that they kind of plan it. And the way he explained it was he gave, he gave the example of, you know, we're, we're going to plan different plays in different situations early in the week. So it's like, if we have a third and one on the left hash, you know, within this yardage distance, we're going to run this play. So you, I could see the coaches kind of working on that before the game, the week leading into the game, based on the opponent, what the opponent likes to run, what have their issues been throughout the season. So we're going to kind of see that play out a little bit. The other thing that Coach Petrino talked about was whether he's going to be on the sidelines or up in the press box when he is calling plays. And he says that it's kind of it's going to kind of be decided by how the quarterbacks are. If Wigman and Max Johnson are guys that are cool and calm under pressure, then he's, I think he's going to go up in the box and call plays. If they're guys that he needs to talk to constantly face-to-face, get up and talk to them, grab them on the shoulder and you know, you know know have conversation after a bad play, keep their head up, I think he might stay on the sideline. But it's definitely still to be seen what he's going to do there. But I liked hearing him. I think that was a good thing he said about, like, I'm going to be there for my quarterbacks. You love to hear that as an offensive guy. Um, but, I mean, I think he's going to call the plays, folks. And it was one of those things where for a long time I kind of leaned toward Coach Petrino calling plays. And then at media days, Coach Fisher – it was just a little fishy, no pun intended. Um, that was really cringy, folks. I'm sorry, but um, it was a little it was a little interesting to me that he wasn't willing to go out and say, 
Coach Petrino is going to call the plays. I'm going to be the one that makes third, fourth down decisions. I kind of figured that that's what he was going to say at media days. He was going to let the cat out of the bag and say, listen, I brought Coach Petrino here for a reason. He is going to be calling the plays. He's going to be the guy. And he didn't do that. So that kind of made me a little hesitant to like, what's going to happen here? Is he going to let Coach Petrino do it? So that is what kind of backed me off. You know, and I've gone on multiple different shows, and it's funny because every show I've gone on, I've gone on a Tennessee show, I've gone on the South Carolina show, and then I, I went on some an Auburn thing and talked to some Auburn people. And every time it's the first question I get asked, who's going to call plays? And I say the same thing. I think it's going to be Coach Petrino. Before SEC Media Days, I said very confidently, I think it's going to be Coach Petrino. After Media Days, I've been a little, you know, because to be honest, I don't understand the point of Coach Fisher not saying that like he was he said this a lot of media days like we're going to keep some stuff close to the program we don't we want a advantage over our opponents i don't i don't really see the advantage to be honest with you um i don't get what saying coach Rufino is going to call the plays i mean his offense is historically one of the best in college football it works i don't think it matters if the opposition knows that you're running the coach petrino offense like they know what it is and it's hard to defend the way he can do things with different players but i mean you know he pretty much said it folks i mean he said it's going to be a collective effort all coaches are going to have input but with that quote i'll read it one more time when he says we work on game planning and then i get to go out in the game and decide what play to call i, I don't know i mean i feel like that was evidence in the courtroom i mean there it is right there i think he's calling the plays i think that sums it up right there um, but I still do find it weird that they've been hesitant to say it. Now I get it. I mean, you know, football coaches, everybody is a little, you know, it's like my dad always says, if he, if he's betting on a football game, he doesn't want to tell me who he's betting on. Cause it's not going to happen. I guess you could kind of take that school of thought of like, is there much of a advantage to not saying coach Petrino is going to call the plays? Probably not. But if coach Fisher wants to keep that within the program, I get it. I really do. But I think coach Petrino kind of drop maybe it was a plan for him to say that today maybe he accidentally said that today but regardless i think he did i think we now know what's going on and i think it's a good thing i think coach fisher is a great head football coach his offense over these last few seasons has been for lack of better words bad not great at all the numbers last year were awful so you had to get better you had to find a way to with all this talent you have you got to win now and if Coach Fisher, and that's one thing I respect about him, his offense wasn't working. He went and got a guy that we, I feel pretty confident saying his offense is going to work in Coach Petrino. So I think that these holes are going to be filled with the issues with this offense now that Coach Petrino is here. And I think that the the other thing I've seen, and I mean, this has been a narrative floating around called, you know, Texas A&M everywhere, but is that they're going to be button heads when it comes to this stuff. And I think that Coach Petrino, they both, Coach Fisher and Coach Petrino, got asked that question today. And they both, I think, handled it well, saying, like, we're football coaches, we're professionals, we're here to do a job. I don't think it's going to be an issue, folks. I really don't. I don't, I don't think that you're going to see them butt heads. I think that they've laid out their roles. They know what they're doing. It's going to be a collective effort to kind of pl game plan heading into the week. And I think Coach um, Petrino, either up in the box or on the sidelines, can be the one that calls plays when it comes down to it. And I think that's going to lead to more victories on the field for the Aggies in 2023. I mean, you can't deny what Coach Petrino has done historically. 
at all of his stops. He's put up massive offensive numbers, and I don't think that's going to change now. So I'm really interested to see what this offense looks like. Some of the players, we're going to get into some more quotes from some of the players today at this press conference, but um, they've been talking about how the tempo, they like the tempo of the offense. We heard Noah Thomas and both of the quarterbacks talk about this. So I think this offense is going to flow really well, folks. I, I think that you're going to see Texas A&M go from one of, if not the worst offenses in the SEC, like they were last season, to a top five offense in the SEC, if not a couple ticks higher, even top three. With the weapons you have, the talent you have, I think we could see that becoming a reality. We're going to talk about some more quotes coming up right here on Locked on Aggies, a little bit about this running back room. It's been the hot topic from all the players that have come up and talked today in the media. They made it very clear this running back room is going to be really good. We're going to talk about that more coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to talk about our wonderful friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn, folks, I think it's a great all-around tool, whether you're an employer, whether you're looking for a job. I like that, you know, the, they have this little icon. So you have your profile picture, just like any social media account. And there's a place where you can put this little thing. It's like a banner and it says, you know, looking for work. And I think that's great because employers, that's how you go find employees. I think it's an all around great thing they do. It's free. It is a good way to find the employees you want for your company to succeed. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So, folks, a lot more fun quotes to run through here. We heard from Bryce Anderson. We heard from Noah Thomas. Um, we also heard from Coach Durkin. We heard from Coach Fisher. We talked about what we heard from Coach Petrino, which was really great. I think we got some exciting insight to this team. Learned a lot about what's going to be coming up here for Texas A&M this year. Oh, and one thing I want to say, too, the Aggies did land their first commit of the 2025 class in Joshua Moses. We're going to be talking about him coming up in segment three. I want to let everybody know that, that we're going to be talking about him here shortly. But there is just too much interesting stuff to get through first, so let's get through that. But So some other quotes. Um, Max Johnson on Connor Wigman. Here's a great, a great quote from him. He says, I think he has done a great job of understanding the system. I think he's really athletic. We learn from each each other's success and mistakes we pick each other's brains talk off the field and are able to understand offenses more from each other so you know here's the deal people that have played sports at some capacity in your life max johnson and connor wigman they're they're buddies and that is great but we all know this i mean when you're when you are an athlete and you are fighting for a starting spot with somebody you are you want to beat that guy on a day-to-day -day basis so I really respect both of them got to talk about each other, and they handled that really well. Now, like I said, they seem to be friends. That's the vibe I get from it. But you still you don't want to seem like you always want to talk good about your teammates, about your competitor. It's just it's a humble thing to do. So Max Johnson, I mean, I think he's a pro's pro to go out and say that. I respected him for saying that. You don't want to kind of be like, oh, you know, he's he's been doing okay. Like that's some great praise from him. 
I like seeing that. Max Johnson also said, Coach Petrino and Coach Fisher have a great relationship with each other this offseason. We've been meeting with Coach Petrino mostly. He has been in every single meeting. He has been there to teach us everything of the system. So, I mean, that's another thing right there alluding to, is Coach Petrino going to call the plays? I mean, he's running all these meetings. He's in all the meetings. It's it, it, it's another thing that makes me think that this is the Coach Petrino show. But um, I think that is good to hear the narrative we've talked about. Are they going to butt heads? Are they going to fight? I think it's pretty clear that they have a good relationship so far, and that's a good thing. You don't want – I mean, you just – the last thing you want in a program is coaches butting heads. I mean, that is just something that absolutely nobody wants any part of. So I think it's good that we haven't seen that so far. And frankly, I don't think we're going to see it. Um, I, I just – I think – like. They're professional adults. I don't think you're going to see these two getting into fights on the sidelines. You're not, you know, I just, I don't see you're going to see, I don't think you're going to see stuff like that happening. Um, but it's good to hear the players talking about the connection these guys have. So the next thing too is the biggest thing I have seen, all of these players that went up and talked had so much high praise for this running back room. And that's been one of the bigger question marks surrounding this team simply because you have talented guys in the room just not a ton of experience. Ruben Owens, of course, was a five-star, but he's a true freshman. Then you got Amari Daniels and Le'Veon Moss, both guys that were talented guys out of high school, high recruits, but you're behind Devon A-Chain last year. You're not going to be getting a ton of carries when you're behind one of the best rushers in the SEC. So both of them, they were here. They've been in college football, but they didn't get a ton of work last year for good reason because you have A-Chain, who, by the way, is turning heads with the Dolphins right now. He is a guy, stick on the end of your, end of your bench in fantasy football. I think I might do that too. But, um, you know, you have to replace that production. And I think these three guys can do that. One thing I've talked about is, so another thing Coach Petrino said, and this kind of speaking to the um, speaking to the running back room, a quote from Coach Petrino, he says, I always say FTS, which this is great. I'm a big acronym guy. He says, which is feed the studs. The quarterbacks need to understand how we get the ball to our best guys. How do we get the ball to them? Where is the matchup at? Our quarterbacks are learning that right now. I like hearing that, folks. I mean, you want the best players out on the field playing. So feed the studs. I think that is a great analogy. I think it's a great term, and I think it's a way to win football games. I mean, you want the football in your playmaker's hands. You want to get the ball to Evan Stewart. You want to get the ball to Moose Muhammad, to Anaya Smith, to Ruben Owen, Le'Veon Moss, to Jake Johnson, to Donovan Green. You want the football getting to these guys so they can make plays happen. You have some of the best weapons in college football based off talent, based off all this stuff. So you just have to find the way to get them the football. And I'm glad to hear Coach Petrino, that's going to be a priority of his. You know, you don't, you want to feed the right guys. And that seems like it's going to be a priority of this coaching staff. Um, and then, so this is a quote from Noah Thomas that I really liked. Um, two from him. The first is about Coach Petrino. He says, Coach Petrino is a really smart guy. He spreads the field and makes the defense really think he's a great addition to, to the team for sure. And then he also went on to say, the vibe has been pretty great. We added a lot of new guys to the team that will bring a lot of energy. I felt like we weren't having enough fun with it last year. We had a lot of pressure on us, but we've still got to perform this summer. We've been grinding. I love hearing that, folks. I mean, I've talked about having a chip on your shoulder a lot here on Locked on Aggies. And I think having a chip on your shoulder 
in athletics is a big deal. I mean, you, you being the underdog, being the people, you know, this team was supposed to be really good last year, and they obviously ended up not producing that on the field. So hearing a guy like Noah Thomas, who's hopefully in for a big season, come out and say, we're angry. We are not happy with what happened last year. We have a chip on our shoulder. People are not giving us the credit of how good this team can be. We are ready to come and turn heads on September 2nd when we open up our season. And I love hearing that from a player. I, I just, I love, I mean, that that is a competitor's mentality. That is a guy who wants, is hungry to get out on that football field and win games for the university he loves and plays at. I, I just, that really stands out to me. Those are the type of guys that's easy to support. I mean, a guy that's not going to come out here and, you know, make excuses for last year. He's going to come out and say, last year was bad. We were pressing. We were stressed out. This year we're loose, and we're going to play some dang good football. I love hearing that from him. Um, and I think that is just something that it, you have to look – you have to be excited to hear that. But um, back to the running backs – Everybody that talked about them or commented on the running back room talked about how all of them can catch passes. And this has been one of the biggest things I've talked about here on Locked on Aggies is last season you had a combination of like four total receptions between Le'Veon Moss and Amari Daniels. They did not get the ball through the air a lot. That was Devon A. Chain's thing. But like we said, frankly, they weren't on the field that much in general. Somebody has to be able to do it, though. Somebody has to be that safety blanket for Connor Wigman potentially Max Johnson. Somebody has to be that safety blanket. And hearing that all three of these guys have the ability to catch the football and get upfield, make plays with the ball coming through the air, that's a, a good thing. That's a positive, definitely, for me to hear because, I mean, somebody has to do it. You have to have a safety blanket. Every great NFL team, college team, has a guy that you can dump the ball off to if need be, can pass protect, can do everything that you need them to do. And that is what we can, we've, we're going to see from these running backs, according to people that are practicing with them on a day to day basis. Um, another interesting quote was so this one was from Bryce Anderson, and he was talking about that he was asked, Who's the toughest to guard? Who's the toughest receiver to guard on the team? I knew Evan Stewart was going to be in there, um, but I was expecting, like, is he going to say Moose? Is he going to say Anias? He was quick to talk about Noah Thomas. I think we are all big believers in the breakout season Noah Thomas could have this year. So knowing that like the DBs, the guys that are going up against them on a practice-to-practice basis, saying, hey, this guy's tough to guard, that is really a good thing to hear. I mean, Texas A&M, we talk about it's such a good thing that they practice against each other because you know the offensive line that we think is going to be good is going against a defensive line that's been one of the best in the country. Your wide receiver room is going against – defensive backs like Tariq Chappelle and um, Tony Grimes and Sam McCall and Bryce Anderson. So like your, your receivers are going against these talented corners and safeties. Your uh, corners and safeties are going against these talented receivers. I think it all feeds into each other. You know, it's not like you're practicing against not good opponents. I, I think that stands out to me because it's like you're going against some dogs on a day-to-day -day basis and that makes you better as a whole. So, But hearing Bryce Anderson give a little shout-out to Noah Thomas, that excites me because I love tall receivers. I have made that very candid. I like big wideouts. I think that I just love the ability to just go up and get the football. So I've been hoping that Noah Thomas was going to kind of jump out onto the scene, and it sounds like he's going to do that. According to some of the um, – I've heard some quotes from other players, 
We just heard it from Bryce Anderson. So, folks, I think Noah Thomas is in for a big season. But lots of interesting stuff from this. Lots of great quotes from the players, from the coaches. But I think, like I say, the biggest takeaway before we get into this commit in Joshua Moses is the fact that I think Coach Petrino, I think it's pretty much set in stone, and that's what I've seen a lot on Twitter, is that Coach Petrino is going to call plays. And I think that leads to more wins on the field for the Aggies, and I'm really looking forward to it. So I think Coach Petrino call plays leads to a lot of yards and leads to a lot of victories, and I can't wait to see how that pans out in 2023. The Aggies landed their first commit in the 2025 class in three-star offensive lineman Joshua Moses. We're going to tell you about him coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. Joshua Moses, folks. Here's the deal. I've seen a lot of stuff floating around on Twitter, and I, I you know, about talking about saying, you know, he's a he's unranked on 247. This is my stance on this, folks, and it's pretty clear. I don't think you can teach size. I mean, he is going into his junior year of high school, and he is 6'4", 320. I mean, a massive, massive human being. And I watched the tape, folks. It, it doesn't lie. The other thing that doesn't lie is offer lists, okay? Listen to this offer list. Now, it's not world-beating. There's no Georgias and Bamas on here, but you got Penn State. Arkansas, Colorado, TCU, Missouri, Arizona State. So including the Aggies, that's three SEC teams have offered them. And one thing, I hate to give a shout-out to another SEC West team, but especially a team that we aren't big fans of, but Arkansas, I respect the way they recruit in the trenches because they love physicality there. I've talked about that when I kind of previewed that, that game this season. So seeing Arkansas offer a guy like this to me is a big-time positive simply because – they're physical. They love physicality over there. That's what Coach Pittman does. Coach Pittman is awesome. I really like him. And that's what they preach over there at Arkansas. So if you're offering a guy, I trust that I trust that it's a good kid you're offering. So um, like I said, first committed to the 2025 class, 6'4", 320. So he's a three-star on on three and rivals. He's unranked on ESPN and 24-7. The caveats I want to add to that. So he's 461st ranked nationally on on three. I the way I, I kind of break this down is is it simple, folks? I mean, he's going into his junior year. You can kind of you can work up the rating system. And frankly, if he doesn't, I don't care. I've seen the tape and I know what this kid can do. You look at the. Um, I think so. First thing, interior offensive lineman. Now he's listed as an interior offensive lineman. The tape I saw, he play. He's a tackle. I've seen. I've read that he can bounce in and out anywhere on the line, except for I assume center. So he can play both guards, both guard spots, and both tackle spots. Um, but watching the tape, this is one thing. So I think discipline on the off, off the offensive line is a big deal. What I I, I watched his freshman year tape. And then I watched his sophomore year tape. I watched his freshman year tape, and I was like, okay, this kid, this kid's good. This kid's big and strong, but he's not very quick, right? In that tape, he was listed at 330 pounds. I then watched his sophomore season tape he, where he was listed at 320 pounds, which is what he's currently listed at on the different um, rank recruiting sites, at 320 pounds. 
and he looked quicker. He looked in great shape. He was like, I have never seen so many pancakes. Like, I mean, I have never in a highlight tape seen that many pancakes. It was like every, it's like he has to pancake somebody or the play wasn't a success for him. I mean, he parks people, puts them straight into the concrete. It is, it's, I like seeing that. I mean, I like seeing a guy who's got that dog in him. And this guy has got the dog in him. So I, I mean, you look at a recruit like this, I get it. I don't want people to come and say like, Andrew, you 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 gas up every single commit we get. Every time we get anybody, you look at the tape and you love it. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, if you're committing to play SEC football, you got to be a good player. But at the end of the day, this tape really stood out to me, folks. I mean, he puts people on the floor almost every play. He's lost a little bit of weight, got himself in shape, and he's getting quicker. He is quick off the ball. He's quick off the ball to get to the defensive lineman on a run play. He's a great in pass protection. He had a few plays where so, uh, the, um, the opposing defensive lineman kind of like had him beat. He was able to fix the rep and get them out of the way of the quarterback. So Joshua Moses is a player that I think can play at some point during his Texas A&M career. Folks, like I said, when you're an interior offensive lineman, the recruiting sites never rank you appropriately, in my opinion. I mean, I think I almost look at interior offensive linemen in recruiting rankings and boost them 50 spots just because they're an interior offensive linemen. So I think this is a guy that's going to move up in the rankings when it gets closer to him actually being on campus or to, or, or at least to his senior year. But I mean, folks, it's a, it's a big get. You go get him over a couple, you go get him over a couple SEC schools, go get him over a big 10 school in Penn state. And at the end of the day, you have to win these kind of battles and you have to get the ball rolling in 2025 folks. I mean, you know, there's this is your first commit in 2025. I'm not concerned about that in any capacity, but I'm just saying it never hurts to get the ball rolling, and landing Joshua Moses does exactly that. So, folks, the Aggies landed their first offensive lineman and their first player in the 2025 class. I think some people are underwhelmed, but I don't think he should be. I'm excited about him. I think he's got that dog in him. I think he's a great offensive lineman, good technique, good size, you can't teach size. You can't teach technique, and I think he has both. So he's going to be a guy I could see shooting up the rankings a bit, and when it comes to him playing college football, I think he could get to college station and play significant snaps for the Aggies during his career. So big get, folks. This one excites me. It really does. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. As always, I really appreciate you all tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. We have more fun fall camp coming this week. Uh, content for you. So I'm excited to bring that to you. Be ready to rock and roll for that. Have a great rest of your day and we will see you tomorrow.